Wall Night Adventures, and welcome to the Audio Armory, an exploration of weaponry through the ages. I'm your local bard, Emily Cardamus. And I'm your local blacksmith, Liz Belts. Liz, Happy New Year. Happy Year New. It's 2018. It's 20 collaborate collaborate 20 collaborate collab collaborate 18. Anyway, it's collaborate 18. Year of the Doggo. No? Oh, yes. It is Year of the Dog. I was like, that's those are two unrelated statements. And then I was like, oh, wait, you were also making a year uh, yes. reference. It's, yes, it is Year of the Doggo, which is the best year. I guess. Any, any year that has dogs involved, I'm fine with. That's fair. That's fair. How have you been? I. It's been so long <laughs> since we've talked. This... I, except not really. I mean, but it's been so long since we've talked in the podcast verse. This this is very true. I have been surviving barely. Uh, my hands have... are are still kind of swollen from my adventure in uh, quote unquote kickboxing, which fun fact had nothing to do with kickboxing like at all. Uh, it was basically CrossFit <laughs> for black yeah, belts. Not... Yeah, I'm I'm very sorry for your for what seems to be a horrible miscommunication. Of classes. Uh, yeah, that's a bit of an understatement. So now I have to deal with bruised knuckles and then um, this giant gash that exists on my hand now because no. I punched the punching bag so hard that my hand started to bleed. It was fun. <laughs> that sounds like a you problem, not the class problem. Though. Well, they were that just, just sounds like you went too hard. Well, they wanted you to go hard. That's just it. They were just well, like, I know, but, you have but to be, like, it's like, you have to hit it harder. You aren't hitting it hard enough. And then and, you bled on it, and you're like, see, look, I've done it. Exactly. <laughs> Are you happy? <laughs> no. That was, the, that was the fun answer. No, it wasn't. They weren't. They weren't happy, because I wasn't going fast enough. Needless to say, don't take classes meant for black belts. Also, please actually tell people what your class is about. <laughs> Don't when try somebody to like wants to sign up. your class, yeah, to try to like get foolish people like Liz into your class that you, who are not experienced for it. Exactly, I am but no you know, martial you know artist. You, you know what you are experienced uh, at though? Sleeping. No, I was gonna say talking about weapons because that's what we're here for. This is true, but I also I'm pretty pretty experienced in sleeping. The art of that's the nap. That's true. No, absolutely. I mean, I think we all are deep down. But that's inside. not a good audio. That's not a good audio experience. I mean, no. I mean, unless that's you get s- s- tired by listening to other people be tired and sleep. But that's just a very specific thing. You're not supporting my segue. No, I'm not. <laughs> You're not. What are we talking about this week? <laughs> Today we are talking about Indian guitars, which I don't think I've. I covered at all when we were talking about different Indian weaponry, but I came across this beautiful thing, mainly because I wasn't sure if we were going to talk about the adamant spanner or not. (gasps) I remembered what it was called. You remembered. We will eventually come back to our super special Taz block, is what I'm calling it now, but (laughs) um, it's been a hard... It was a a rough month of December, so we're just... Trying to go back to the basics. Yes, at least until we can kind of exist again. I mean, I'm good. It's, <laughs> but you're, you're the one who's dying. I'm dead on a lot yeah. of levels. But yes, 
this week I figured we could talk about guitars, which going off of my terrible, terrible experience with uh, kickboxing and punching punching bags so hard that my hands bled, uh, these weapons are actually designed with punching in mind. So that's a lot better than busting up your knuckles. Right. You can instead bust up someone else with yeah. a knife. Yeah, bust up somebody's face with your stabby fist. Because that's basically what your hand turns into. But these were originally designed by Hindus, which then Muslims adopted uh, and basically made... These weapons were made uh, completely from formed steel and sometimes had gold-foiled handles. Dang. So, so this thing was just like a hunk just it was just a hunk it was, it was just a piece of metal he yeah has a piece of metal it was a gorgeous beautiful majestic thing that made you look like wolverine basically mm-hmm. only with one giant blade versus the three right the blade takes on uh essentially elongated isosceles triangle shape sometimes the sides were a little bit bulbous and curved outwards and came to a point depending Mainly that was, if that design existed, it was sort of to allow the blade to last longer because as you sharpen it, it concaves, Mm -hmm. Um, which I thought initially when I was researching it was part of the shape. It's like, oh no, this thing has just been used a billion times and is so worn out that it went from basically being this bulbous thing to... Uh, more needle-like in shape. The length of the blade itself varies anywhere between 5 to 10 inches on average, making the entire weapon range between 1 to 2 feet, uh, quite literally becoming an extension of the user's arm. To make the weapon lighter in weight, though, fullers were forged or decoratively decoratively carved into the blade. I can't picture, like, a 10-inch thing sticking out of your fist. It just seems cumbersome. A little bit, but I believe that's why they had, they focused so much on the fullers in Mm. this weapon um, to help make it a little bit like lighter in weight, since Mm -hmm. the whole thing is made out of steel. Um, Right. That would make it, I don't know, if I were to just take a shot in the dark, probably around seven pounds that you're carrying on an arm. That Uh, still seems like a lot. Yeah, for something... Especially because you have to try to, like, stab someone with that? Like, that seems, I don't know, unrealistic. But maybe I'm a weakling, so that's why. I, well, I, my guess is you have to be buff swall person in -hmm. order to handle these things. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you could be an eight-year-old and could just swing the thing around as if, you know... Children shouldn't have knives. No, or that swords. Doesn't, that that doesn't mean eight year olds in the past didn't have knives or swords. No, I actually I think it probably does. I don't think they would give an eight year old a giant sword like that. Oh, I don't think it doesn't have to be given. It could be taken. I mean, to be fair, there weren't exactly like laws in place that prevented children from having access to these well, yes, things. No, I'm we didn't aware put that locks there wasn't on like anything. a constable that was like, excuse me, child, you are too young to be wielding that. I just don't think a child has enough co- enough coordination. Are you going to stop an eight-year-old from trying? 
Yes. Yes, I am, age. actually. But in that day and age when nobody even knew who you were, probably, it's just like, yeah, no, this is mine now. And you're just like, child, no, wait, please don't. And then just like, there they go, over the hills, into the rainbows. And then they probably accidentally die. That's why we have so much child death back in the past. Yeah, well, that and, you know, disease, lack of vaccinations. But that's something and else entirely. And sword accidents. Well, yeah. That's why you don't run with scissors. I mean, swords. I mean, yes. Don't run around with sharp things because you could stab yourself or accidentally stab somebody else and cause a war to happen. Potentially. Anyways, these foliars sometimes had intricate ripple woven or evil even animal head designs evil animal head evil well okay there are evil ish designs but not so much in the fuller but that that's seems like a judgment call i maybe they're not evil well they're demons uh eh, even still you're being prejudiced <laughs> well typically demons are considered evil correct typically seems that seems that seems prejudiced still oh my gosh okay fine be more be more open-minded about demons liz <sighs> okay i'm sorry but what demon that's put onto a weapon used for war wouldn't be somehow evil i don't know but that's the thing we just don't know you didn't live back then. You don't know. Uh, okay, fine. So all speculation aside, the, with these uh, unique carvings, um, it basically added an extra, an extra bit of flair while also serving the purpose of making the blade lighter. Uh, very rarely, blades actually took on a narrow shape to make it lighter. Um, Especially in the late 19th century when European blades were actually adopted and put onto the handles versus, you know, actual blades being formed. They were adopted into loving families that took care of them and loved them. And then stabbed other people in the face because that's what weapons were used for. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Especially this one. They were beautiful uh, children, beautiful sword children. uh And they grew up big and strong with, with supportive parents. And with the help of the blood of their enemies. Mm-hmm. Yay! But this uh, design feature, though, was uh, basically able to make the weapon more uh, more able to pierce armor. But as you can imagine, it still didn't function totally well for the task, unless a force was put behind either the punch or the slash. And your best bet would be more of a punching motion, but you could potentially... I mean, hands slide sometimes, especially if, A, you're sweaty, B, there's questionable amounts of blood on it. So you could feasibly... C, you just put, like, a bunch of jelly on your hands. Yeah, and just decided to lather up because you were going to make a peanut butter sandwich with your guitar and then oh, accidentally... And maybe maybe you were making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and you got attacked in the middle of making your sandwich, so you had to, like, really quickly grab your guitar and try to fend and, like, fight your enemies off, but you got jelly all over your hands. Yeah, and then it just, it, like, slips out of your hands, and even though slips. jelly is normally sticky. In this case, it wasn't sticky enough. No, no, it was... Just, the preservatives yeah. didn't exist then. And right. it's the preservatives that make everything stick to your existence. It was really... 
really watery jelly. Mm-hmm. It was actually just water. It was water. You were putting they were water making on soup. bread. No, they were just making soup. Uh, bread water. <laughs> yes, bread water. A, de- a very delectable meal. In Everyone's times. favorite treat. Back in the 1800s. Bread water. Bread water. It's not nutritious at all. <laughs> One blade in particular, uh, made in the early 19th century, has a uh, fuller, though, with free rolling steel balls within it. Uh, these... It's a fidget spinner. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. No, what hurts me the most is what it's actually called. And now I'm just like... What's okay. it called? The Tears of Allah. Oh, no! <laughs> so it's like... Oh, no! I bas- was horrible! Basically, the fid- fidget spinners are the tears of God. Oh, no! <laughs> Congratulations, everybody. We cracked the code. Fidget I'm spinners so are the sorry. tears of God. I'm so sorry. That's so bad. I didn't know, everybody. <laughs> Let's move on from my horrible gaffe. Let's, let's just shake it off. Shake it off. Just, we're just like working that rust out is what's going on. And apparently it's me making poorly timed jokes without all the information. Uh, it's okay. It happens to the best of us. Uh, anyways, known as the Tears of Allah, these balls were most likely set into the fuller using a method known as channel setting. Which, fun fact, you get to use this method in jewelry which I know quite a bit about, even though I haven't been able to quite get to that stage yet. Channel setting is extremely difficult. So allow me to explain the process. Um, essentially, for for getting the steel, because it's a lot harder than gold is, the process could be done in a couple ways, but it was most likely done by carving a trapezoid-like fuller down the blade. So the widest part of the trapezoid would be at the bottom while the narrowest uh, would basically be uh, this, just the size of the balls, if not a little bit smaller, uh, at the blade's surface. This could be done very carefully by using chisels until the, fully, the fuller was properly cleared out. From there, the balls were probably tapped, tapped into it um, if they couldn't just be popped in with force by hand, depending. Uh, From there, uh, once the balls were in place, the smith would tap on the edge of the fuller, basically spreading the steel out and locking the balls in place, but still allowing them to move back and forth along along the center of the blade. So it would make like a really weird, I don't know, marbles rolling on steel sound. Mm-hmm. I guess. It, was like, it, it makes me think of like a ball bearing sort of, you know, like ball bearings. And yeah, little... basically. But only it doesn't quite serve a purpose other than being decorative. Right. It's just sometimes things can just be pretty. Yeah. And make threatening clinging noises as you go after a person. Yeah. So it's. It's like a no-no can for like cats. There you go. You just. But it's a sword. You just shook your guitar at your cat when it was misbehaving. It was like, oh, no! 
Yeah, see, it 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 it, it had two different functions. You could stab someone with it. Also, it was a no-no can. Yeah, it's perfect. Get your so. keep your cat off the couch, or you yeah. know, couches probably existed back then. Keep your cat off the couch. Yeah, keep your cat off the couch and slay your enemies. It's a two for one. It's like the equivalent of going to a, I don't know, nineteenth century Costco. Yeah, exactly. Seventeenth century. It was between the seventeenth and nineteenth century. Okay. At this point is the time frame we're looking at. So we could we could cut the middleman and then we could go to the eighteenth century Costco. There we go. Eighteenth century. No, that doesn't work. I was going to try to do fantasy Costco with eighteen. Yeah, it won't work. It's too many syllables. <laughs> yeah, it's way too many. It's like I get, doesn't work. Ye olde Costco. <laughs> Ye olde Costco, where all your Stabby okay. needs come true, questionably. What makes this weapon truly unique, though, is its handle. So, with two longer parallel bars connected by one or two shorter ones, slightly under the blade's base, this weapon was essentially a dagger built for punching. Uh, by grabbing hold of the smaller bars, the blade protrudes seemingly off of your knuckles, uh, with the parallel bars uh, running parallel to your arm, uh, acting as guards on each side. So, Liz, I have a very important question. Huh? Could you yield two of these in one hand and then you could be knuckles? I mean, you could try, but it yes. would just be like one on top of the other, not side to side like knuckles actually has it. Aww. But that doesn't mean you couldn't like put two different blades on it. Hey, and then just now we're be, now we're getting somewhere, and then just actually be, you know, eighteenth century knuckles, mm-hmm. and just step one: be an echidna. Step two: get two of these sword things. Step three: I don't know. Step four: <laughs> profit. Wait, where's the pro- wait? Shh, profit. <laughs> just just profit. <laughs> Straight up profit. Profit. Uh, by grabbing hold of this, uh, yep, I already said that. These smaller bars could also depict intricate designs or very various animals. Um, one being a pair of confronting parrots, because you know why not? Parrots fight too, I guess. Yes, uh, I um, love that. <laughs> I want two angry parrots on my sword, please and thank you. Just like. Wait, can they be, like, the parrot from Mario Odyssey? Like, when its mouth is, like, wide open and it just looks yeah. like you could enter the abyss? Yeah, it's, like, as big as... as it's, its open mouth is as, is as big as it is. Yes. That's really hard to say for some reason. It's a bit of a tongue twister, unless mm-hmm. you're heavily focused on each word and syllable. Uh, some of the Qatars had additional... Uh, had an additional piece to help protect the back of your hand. Uh, and this piece was known as a sail. Primarily used by the... Ooh, this is a hard one. Uh, Vijaya Nayagara. Okay. Ooh. It's an empire. During the 17th century, the sails were much heftier in design comparison to the bars that ran along the sides of your arm. Uh, and sometimes it would depict different animal heads or demon heads, such as Yali, which Yali was a demon that was supposed to be protective of you during battle, but at the same time is a demon, so I don't know. 
what exactly that entails. Who is this Yali? I have no idea. <laughs> I tried to research it, and it just auto-corrected me to, did you mean Muhammad Ali? I was like, no, no, actually, Google, that is that's not what I'm, I don't, I don't want the boxer. <laughs> you can do some research on your own, listeners. Yeah, just don't ask Google, because Google's just going to try to take you down a road of boxing, and you don't need that. You don't need that? I mean, unless you want to, in which case, like, go for it, but that has nothing to do with this. Right. Uh, and lastly, equally as decorated, the scabbards often hung from your hip, uh, made on average with different levels with different leathers however there are surviving sheaths that are actually formed from steel and decorated with gold so not only were these solid steel weapons but they also had like formed steel scabbards to go with it Mm -hmm. (laughs) which i'm just imagining especially if you only had one of these how terrible of hip pain you would have because I was say, that's super heavy. Yeah, it's gonna offset you completely, and then also it's just gonna keep slapping the side of your leg. So, God forbid, if you have to start running, you're just with gonna this have thing, really tough thighs by the end of it. Yeah, or they're just going to be black and blue continuously. Well, that's the thing you like train, and then your thighs become rock hard. So you just train by, like, doing a bunch of squats and letting them, like, fly up and slap your legs? Yeah, you just, like, only do leg day for a while, and then you'll be, A, really good at kicking, B, really good at having having the scabbard on your hip without it hurting. Makes sense. I cracked the code. Cracked it. That's another code cracked. (laughs) Welcome back to Code Crackers. Insert computer clicking noises here. On this episode, peanut butter. What? C- code crackers? Like, I was no. making like a code no. crackers joke. Why? Why won't you support me comedically, Liz? Because it hurts me. So is that all the information that you have today on the, I can't even remember the name of the sword? Guitar? Yeah, the guitar? Yes, that would be it. Not to be confused with a guitar. Right. But... Or keytar. That too. Maybe you could get a guitar, 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 and then you could not only stab a bunch of people, but have a cool jam band. I mean, that would actually be really wicked. Yeah. I'm down with that. Stay tuned next next week for our new medieval jam band. (laughs) No, (laughs) I I can't play an instrument. Um, (laughs) So, Liz, do you have a bard's... uh, You wouldn't have a bard's tip of the week. You would have a blacksmith's tip of the week. Do you have a blacksmith's tip of the week? for us Liz I do have a blacksmith tip of the week um of sorts essentially uh, it's hard to phrase it basically no matter how many obstacles get in your way do not let it stop you from doing what you want to do uh this basically coming from the fact that uh for a recent project that I had undergone there were obstacles after obstacles that I had to face and was extremely exhausting. And many a time, I con- I just contemplated just throwing in the towel and just not doing it. But luckily, I have some really cool people that support me. And, 
you know, were basically like, no, you, you got to fight now. It's like, this is, you have to make this personal. You have to fight these people. Not actually, but like as a motivational way of fighting. Don't or sometimes like if you have to fight them. Yeah. I mean, it's not, I don't condone it, but like, if you need to choose a weapon, this week's weapon, the Qatar, is perfect for both punching and committing murder. We here at the punch. Audio Armory do not condone fighting or murder. That's a legally binding statement. Do not sue us. <laughs> yes, please do not. But legitimately speaking, if you're currently encountering a bit of a struggle and you're kind of, you know, feeling exhausted... It's okay to be exhausted and to be tired, but keep fighting the good fight because let me tell you, there is a light at the end of this tunnel and you will be able to hopefully land on top and then from the top, just be like, ha to the people that tried to stop you because that's currently what I'm attempting to do. That's That's basically my tip of the week. That's a beautiful pearl of wisdom that you've given us, Liz. Well, that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, As always, we'd like to thank Samantha Hogan for our intro and outro music. You can find her work at samanthahogan.com, and you can find her on Twitter at shogan underscore composer. You can find us on Twitter. We are at Audio Armory Cast. I am at Corrupted Gem. Liz is at Liz Belts. That's Liz with two Zs. And if you have questions, comments, concerns, or suggestions for future topics, you can email us at audioarmorycast at gmail.com. And you can find us on iTunes and rate, review, subscribe. Apparently that helps. I don't know how it does. But um, we appreciate you spreading the word about the show. And, uh, Liz, do you have anything else? Uh, no, that would be it for me this week. Well, great. Well, then. <laughs> <laughs> well, great. I well, then, great. Uh, <laughs> well, as always, I have been and always will be your illustrious bard, Emily Cardamus. And I will forever and always be your local blacksmith, Liz Belts. And don't throw rocks at birds. 2018, we're still not throwing rocks at birds. Still not doing that. Mm-hmm. Birds are good. Birds are great. Birds are friends, not targets. <laughs> <laughs>